guys, I'm Lyndon Jackson with History of Batman and I am here at the Perky Nerd for Batgirl Day. I am moderating a panel featuring Hope Larson, the writer of Batgirl, and Julie and Shauna Benson of the Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. So if you love Batgirl, the strong female characters of Huntress and Black Canary, come today, Batgirl Day at the Perky Nerd. because we want to do more things like this and uh, get more fans all over the world. So um, let's get started. I know we've already talked about a lot of questions that we have for you guys, so I will leave it up to you. Okay. Thank you. Well, since it is Batgirl Day, and in January she's going to have her 50th anniversary, which is insane. Um, so just to start off, I wanted to know what is your first memory of Batgirl? It's <laughs> a really good question. It has to be, it has to be one of the detective comics that my dad had. I'm pretty sure there was like, you know, the group one where she came in, but that was, you know, different Batgirls. It's hard to like, you know, right. we're, we're in different continuity, but that and of course the Adam West show that, you know, you on. So mm -hmm. I think that's sort of, that's the one for me, right? for sure. She's so gorgeous and amazing. <laughs> It's funky. It's funky. Right. She had a motorbike. Yeah, that, that show was awesome. great. We were the perfect age for that show. With the fan pal stuff. It's awesome. I definitely think Yvonne Craig, she set the stage for the character. And now, with with DC Rebirth, you have the Batgirl series, you have Batgirl, Birds of Prey, and then all of the other heroines, such as Wonder Woman, and then Harley Quinn with all of her books. Why do you think that Batgirl, in particular, uh, is, is an important character to have for young girls or young women or to have these comics out for young girls to read, to know that it's not just Superman, it's not just Batman, it's not just the male heroes that we love too, but it's also important to know that we have characters like Batgirl. So why do you think she is important today? I like her because she doesn't really have superpowers. I mean, she, she kind of does. She has the eidetic memory thing. Um, but mostly she just works really hard and she's like got the cool tech thing uh, and she's a great martial artist so that's like pretty relatable for me. Yeah, yeah, the working hard and sort of like overcoming all those obstacles. I think it's important, you know, there's so many male superheroes which is amazing and we love them all but it is good to have that sort of identity to see somebody that you know, a young girl could be reading that comic and say, oh, well, you know, I could study computers. And we actually met somebody at, was it New York Comic Con? Mm -hmm. And she got into computer science because of Batgirl. And I was like, that was amazing. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, that was awesome. And I think those are the things that you want to see more of. Just be able to, you know, identify with that and have something to aspire to. There's a lot there for different people to get from her. She was a librarian, so mm -hmm. there's something interesting there. She, you know, was a oracle in mm -hmm. Birds of Prey, so, you know, she's representative of someone who is, you know, disabled and is still sort of dealing with that in the current continuity yeah. to some degree. Um, you know, the, I think that you, you take a character who is incredibly smart and 
applies that like Batman would, you know, in the in the service of trying to do what she can to help Gotham, um, without sort of, but she's still very stringent, strict uh, to herself about following the law. Like she really doesn't want to be like the Harley Quinn type. Or you know a vigilante who maybe like Huntress who really isn't going to care quite as much about whether she's breaking the law or not, and I think that that's something that Barbara actually struggles with as a character. So I think that's always really good to see that you know those kind of moral dilemmas in comics. And in in your series, Batgirl and Birds of Prey, uh, Barbara was more influenced to become Batgirl not because of Batman, but because more of her father and. I think the big difference in looking at Batgirl and these characters now is when Batgirl was first introduced, she was trying to climb her way up to be equals to Batman and Robin. Then she became so popular, she had her own Detective Comics backstories and things like that. Do you think that having kind of Batgirl not influenced by Batman is that kind of building her own identity because when you see that she's part of this huge Batman family, Batgirl is part is one of the most popular members. Do you try to have her as separate as possible, or and this is for both publications? Are you going to try to link it back to maybe Batman or even Nightwing or other characters? Or are you going to just kind of have her on her own that you can oh, say? Yeah, I don't know if you can tell us. Well, I will say that we, we had Batman show up in our issue too, basically so she could tell him off. Right. <laughs> so she could say, I don't really need you. It's really cool that you're here and all, but bye-bye. So, I mean, that was kind of to us important to show that she is capable and, and Batman actually sees that about her, that she has the right mindset about what she's doing and in, in our story in particular where she's looking for this other person named Oracle, you know, She's saying, I appreciate the support, both to her dad and to to Bruce, but at the end of the day, she's got it, and she knows she has it with, with uh, Dinah and eventually Helen at her side. Like, she doesn't need his, his backup, but it's always good to know it's there, you know, if the day ever came when she would need it. So uh, that's kind of where it's sort of like having the the kid that goes off to college and you don't necessarily want to rely on your parents anymore but knowing that they're there and that they could send you some money when you need it or maybe be there when you need to do your laundry that's always kind of a nice little safety net to have yeah it's good to like to check in with those other characters and remember that they're around mm -hmm. um but i'm not yet doing a whole lot with them right we've talked about I mean you can mention it what? I think we've talked about we want to include other characters from the universe oh, oh, yeah, in, yeah, our, sure. in our stories because they do drop in you know and birds of prey in particular because it includes other characters it's sort of the, the tendrils reach out into other corners of the universe so you can kind of bring people into our book that are from Dinah's life or maybe from Helena's life or both of their lives. So, I mean, those are and or all three of their lives. <laughs> now. So those are things that, you know, you can kind of, I think, look to do. And, and it shows that it is part of the, the whole universe, the Gotham universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in, 
and I guess turning to, to hope for your background, but the first art she was in Asia, and which is definitely not Gotham or even in Burnside. And what was it like uh, when you were first told that you were going to be doing the DC Birth book? How was the transition from Babs Tarr and Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart's Batgirl? How did you transition to kind of make your own and yet still keep the character that people have been reading for the last few years? Yeah, I mean, I, I really loved their run, and that was really the first Batgirl stuff that I read. So it just being introduced to her as they wrote her and really liking that character, I tried to basically continue on in, this, in a similar vein, but I'm a different writer. And I'm one person and not two people, so right. <laughs> it definitely comes out pretty differently. So the the design, actually, both books of, of Batgirl is still uh, is the same. Yeah. So did you want to change the design, or are you fine with I love it. You love it. I love it. I don't, I don't want, want to change it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool. I love the boots. <laughs> it's it's got more of a it's it's less slinky like I think a lot of the older kind of uniforms have been this feels more utilitarian it feels like you could actually bend in that suit and move in that and like actually perform martial arts wearing that suit which yeah, I think yeah. is really important for a character that relies on those kinds of skills yeah. I like it and speaking of martial arts she focuses in this first art a lot on getting more into the martial arts and having your fighting skills. Why did you choose to kind of make that the focus? She focuses on that and her kind of almost photographic memory. And why did you pick those skills to kind of heighten in the first part? I don't know if I can really answer that question oh. because I'm one issue away from the conclusion of the art. That's right. And that's going to tie everything up and answer all these questions. <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, I mean, I definitely wanted to. to write something that had to do with the idea of, of flow um, in your brain and in, in martial arts and sports. And That's really what the whole arc is based right. around, is that idea. Yes. So, you'll see! No. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> now, turning to the birth of prey, what was it? Well, first of all, before this arc, and I know you've written for TV. Yeah. And so, what is just the the biggest difference from writing for TV to writing to comics? Uh, everything, almost <laughs> everything, except for the writing part. Uh, yeah, we're currently writing our issue of our issue. I'm already doing it. Episode of the hundred this weekend. Um, and so on top of that, kind of going back into the, the screenwriting style after doing the comic for so long, it's, it's almost it's discombobulating because it, you're so directing on the page, you're, you're, you know, for comics, you're, you're explaining the panel down to a T, you're, you're, you're designing it like a director and when you're writing a screenplay, you're writing that for the actors in the sense of this is their motivations and this is what they're feeling and you're not, you're, you're letting the director do that job. So having those two things pull against each other is really hard in that you've always been taught to not explain and not direct on the page and comics is all about that. So we had to do a big brain flip at the beginning of the year and now we're finding ourselves this weekend back. going back. and so. Um, that's been the trickiest part, but we write the same in our process together. We kind of break it together, decide who's going to do which sections, sometimes just float it up. You do the first 10 pages, I'll do the last 10, 
and then we swap and then uh, we kind of do a, a merge together and, and that seems to have worked out pretty well because our voices are pretty similar anyway as being sisters so you don't really, I don't think you can tell like these are the Julie 10 pages and these are the Shauna. We, right. we both put our, our fingerprints yeah, in all of it. Well. Yeah. Yes. We just keep rewriting each other until we're happy with it. And then eventually we don't know who wrote what in the first place. So <laughs> best, <laughs> best joke wins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> best idea wins. What was your introduction or your background on Birds of Prey before writing this book? Did, were you familiar with the, sure. the, the publication? Yeah, before? yeah, I read the Gail run or the Chuck Dixon run, and most recently read the, the New 52 run. Um, so, yeah, we were completely familiar. Sean was actually more familiar with the TV series. It's true. But I completely <laughs> forgot about Yeah, I mean, being a, a, first of all, a lover of television, Julie's first love. Would you say television's your first love, or would you say comics is your first love? Oh, I don't know. Equal. Uh, it's, it's, it is now. I mean, now it's like this for me. But, but I was always like a TV person. So yeah, I knew the Birds of Prey TV show. So I had read some of the comics because of that. But that show was killed far too soon. Ahead so of its time. Ahead of its time. But anyway, that was kind of where we came from. Would you want to see another Birds of Prey TV show, especially since the CW with uh, Flash and Arrow and all of these characters? Do you think that that is even possible since you work in TV? I would love to see that show. I would love to work on that show. I would love to write that show. Yeah, they should totally do that. Yeah, with, even if they choose not to use us, they should totally do that show. Yeah. So wait, there was a Birds of Prey show? There was. <laughs> it was 12 like episodes. In the night, what, 1390? Uh, 2000, 2000, 2000, yeah. It, it, Speaking of Oracle, your your first arc is who, who is Oracle, yeah, yeah. and why did you choose to kind of play with that persona of, of Barbara Gordon and put that into your first story? You go well. I think it was really a DC thing. They they wanted that story in the sense of you know that that's something that was important to them and they wanted to bring that back. And we completely like the minute they said it, we were like 100 percent. Let's do it, and so we kind of pitched our idea based off of that. But yeah, it was always their intent to do a uh, an oracle story. And how is it working uh, with the character Huntress? Because she's kind of coming back as Huntress. Because in Grayson in New Fifty Two, she was Spiral, and so yeah. I was so excited to see that she Helena <laughs> was back as Huntress. So how has it been working with that character in this dynamic? It's been so much fun. She adds yeah. that like the conflict that we needed so desperately because Dinah and Babs are yeah. such good friends that you need to have something pushing against what they're trying to do and so that's been amazing and pulling her from Spiral and refocusing on her family you know like her mission now isn't about other people it's it's personal you know and getting her back on that train has been it's been really fun it's been tricky because we want her to open up a little, we want to right. let her breathe a little, and I think next week when this issue comes out, we have a few copies for people to want them, um, we get a little background on, on Helena, and so we get to sort of dig a little bit deeper into her, and I find her completely fascinating. 
want to use her more and more. <laughs> no, totally. It's, it's one of those things, too, where when, once you start writing one of the three characters, you become kind of obsessed with that <laughs> character for a little while, and then it's like, I got the other two, and then you start writing the other ones, and the, it happens with all three of them, because they all three are so interesting in their very young ways, which is so much fun. Yeah, yeah. We get to talk a lot about Barbara's um, sort of, in the rebirth issue, the sort of background, the flashback, and then in the last issue in three, it was Dinah's, you know, flashback in her story. And so this one four, we get a lot of elements. So I feel like we we finally got the due justice mm -hmm. that we needed to mm -hmm. get their stories started. We just had to kind of kick off the story first. So. Yeah. Now you both have Bad Girl in your books, and yet they're in totally different settings, and it doesn't really seem connected. When you first knew you were going to do Bad Girl and Bad Girl World of Prey, did you uh, talk about it? Did you connect? Or is there going to be any type of crossover, anything that it'll connect the story? Maybe eventually, but you guys Hopefully. have a story that's taking place after mine. Yeah. And the archive told. writing yeah. now takes place, I guess, well, concurrent with right. yours or something like yes. that, yes. it's not yeah. Yeah. connected. Yeah. It's weird. Um, it's basically what I was told by my editors to not worry about what's happening in their art. Because <laughs> yeah. she could be doing my story on Monday and their story on Tuesday. We get that same speech. But we're desperate to try to do some sort of crossover with that because yeah, that'd be super fun. Yeah, I think we should. Let's get three writers. Done. Somebody called DC. <laughs> there, there are DC people in the room. Yeah, I think there are. <laughs> he nodded, it's good. Are there other female characters, whether heroes or villains, that you would want to have in your story that's already established? I know you're presenting new characters mm -hmm. in your books, but maybe established ones. Do you want Wonder Woman to randomly appear in the story? Or oh, is no. there a character that's like, oh, I would love to put them? Can you put her in? You should. I like, I like all the female characters. I know. Like Supergirl, I'd love to be like a, a fat girl Supergirl thing. Oh, that would be so I'm good. I'm kind of jealous that you guys get Black Canary. I know. Um, <laughs> you can borrow her maybe. Yeah. <laughs> she's all over the place. She's, she's going to jail. Yeah. She's in Green Arrow. Yeah, she's in like three books right now. I know. She's all over. She's so cool. Uh, I got to, to write Poison Ivy for a one shot that's out in the summer. Awesome. That was very exciting. I didn't think I was going to get to use her, but. It is. So, awesome. I'm jealous of that. That's my coup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get, we get asked a lot about if any of the other original Birds of Prey members will come back. And we talk about it. Um, and, and it's entirely possible in the future. It's sort of like we need to lay the groundwork for the stories and, and for, the, you know, sort of Birds of Prey in the rebirth style of people who have never read Birds of Prey, sort of getting them used to what this type of story is. And then on the other side of it, sort of reminding everybody who is familiar with it of what's great about it. And then we can start to play with the, you know, the other elements that Teaming. we can bring into it. We're definitely adding a new team member in the next arc. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like that's I want to tell you so bad. <laughs> it's really hard because we're all writing. So hard. Yeah. We're writing yes. stuff that's coming up. Like next year. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's like feels like super dangerous territory. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> but yeah. I'm trying fun. not to trap How is it working with the artists on your books and communicating with them? I, I love 
I love working with Raphael Albuquerque. He's amazing. So good. Um, so good. So fast. So nice. Really? Um, yeah. Who do you, you have somebody new though? Yeah, Christian Wildhuis is taking over the book for the next arc, and he's nice. also amazing. Yes. <laughs> also super nice. Yes. I get the nicest artists. Aww. So. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very charming, yes. Oh. Can I just call him and listen to his voice? <laughs> I, I haven't talked to him on the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had, yeah, we have Claire Rowe. Um, she's Scottish. We have not met her or talked to her. It's just emails, and she, we keep her busy, so I don't think she has any time to, like, chat with us. Um, she's amazing. And then we've also brought in uh, Roger Antonio, and he did the flashbacks in the Diana story last in three and then he's now on I think four, five and six and then we'll have Claire back on that. Yeah. So we're kind of juggling some amazing also very sweet, also super talented artists. I think Roge uh trained in the same studio as Raphael. Oh really? So they he's know each other. Yeah, they're yeah. like a protege he's a protege of Raphael. So it's all in the family. Yeah. <laughs> and, and our cover artists uh Oh. Yannick Paquette and um, uh, Kamome uh, Shirahama are amazing. The variant art for the first arc has just been ridiculous. Like, she's so great. But Yannick's art is also just super solid every single issue out. Like, we we want to, like, put them on our wall. But the, our wall would be completely covered at some point. And all of the covers. And that might not be very aesthetically pleasing at some point. I don't know. But you so have a lot yeah. of comic art on your wall, so maybe it'll work. Figure it out. Yeah. Um, before I open up to the everyone here, do you have a favorite Batgirl story? It can be a comic, it can be TV, it can be anything that um, yeah, that's your favorite that makes you love the character. I like what Hope is doing, honestly. I Thanks. love your run. I think it's so great. So much. I love the I love the the whole martial arts thing and the Asian yes. the MMA fight. Like, right. It was oh my god. Like, <laughs> we should actually talk about that. Okay. Because <laughs> sorry to hijack your Q and A. No. How are you guys writing the fights? I think we've talked about this a little bit in the past. Did you are you detailing all of the the moves? Yes. Yeah. Are you doing that also? We did for, for that that run I am because it's specifically MMA, so I yes. feel like yes. I have to specify have actual moves and it has to make sense. Yeah. We specify on YouTube. Yeah, a lot of YouTube. <laughs> a lot of um yeah, a lot of Canary always has the cry, but we also like the kicking. You know, Huntress really is really she has the crossbow. But she's fisty and kicky. So it's 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 getting those beats in there that sometimes I think there was one panel. Oh, okay, I'm gonna rewind. Tom King wrote a script for Batman and he sent it to us because we begged him to give us something. He to sent read. it to me. Yes. <laughs> and you you look at so angry. This is how Tom King writes Batman. He's so terse and amazing. There's one panel on a page where it says, Oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna misquote this, but essentially it's Batman punches the guy in his stupid face. Like, that's all he says. And then it's this amazing panel of Batman punching a guy in his stupid face, but like, Tom doesn't describe the punch, he doesn't describe it, he's, it's just like he's getting through it. And he's so amazing, it makes me furious, because then we'll write and we'll be like, okay, so, you know, she's gonna punch him on the left side of his jaw, and then like her head might be turned, like we get like really choreographed, and I don't think we need to be that choreographed. So we have to find like the good middle ground. Yeah. 
And it, I think it's a trusting your artist thing. You know, we hadn't worked with Claire. We didn't know, like, maybe she likes all this detail or maybe she doesn't. And so far, everything's been great, but... Yeah, the new work I'm writing now is less... It's not specifically about MMA, so I'm writing the fights a lot differently. Yeah, yeah. Um, more just like... It's like a little bit more elevated. Yeah. And more... More like back over and sighting. Oh, that makes sense. sense. It's much easier to write. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I would not know how to write MMA fighting. I would not know how to do that. Like, watch a whole bunch of fights. <laughs> yeah. The fights are fun to watch. Are they fun? Oh my gosh. Oh my so good. No, the fight scenes that I have in your comics are great. And with MMA, it was so cool to look at it because I'm not really familiar with it, but I felt like, oh, I'm learning all this stuff. And yeah, so I love to see them fight these guys, especially if they're just. Such strong female characters, it's just great to see them in that, in that element, definitely. So, I love all of your books, and I'm oh, excited about what you guys are doing and what's upcoming. And if anyone here has any questions for them, um, please feel free to ask anybody. Oh, yeah. If not, we can
career path that's just like gone through all the areas of comics that you can go through, except for newspaper comics, which don't really exist oh, anymore anyway. Yeah. Comic strips. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Sunday Funnies. Cool. Two steps away from Sunday Funnies. Come on. <laughs> you can do it. I'm gonna bring it back. Bring yeah. it, let's bring it back. That was my favorite part of the newspaper, if anyone can tell. Like, I didn't read the news. I was like, I need the colored one, the one that has all the bright colors and all the funny parts. Well, we had Kelvin and Hobbes and Peanuts growing up, oh, so yeah, we were we were very spoiled. Lucky, better for worse. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, how do we get into comics? We um, well, you talk about. Well, I mean, it's tricky. You know, you follow all these people on Instagram and social media and you kind of just become, it, it's its own like small network where you all become friends and I had met Jeff and we started to talk about comics and we started to talk about my favorite stuff and I was sort of only just aware that Rebirth was happening and he said, well you guys should come in and let's, let's talk comics and so we got a meeting and we were prepared to pitch like 15 ideas, we had a whole like psycho pirate thing we wanted to do, a vandal Thanks, savage, Tom King. Thanks Tom King. <laughs> <laughs> um, did he tell you to come in with a, a bunch of we, No, well he said come in and let's start comics and so we were like, oh, we should better have ideas. Well, you, in TV, you go in, you, you, you have, have all your ideas, you gotta have your stuff ready to pitch. So we, had we, no we, we had no idea how it worked. We had no idea. I didn't either, so. Right? And, yeah. then, and then we show up and they're like, oh, we have a book to pitch you, uh, what about Birds of Prey? And they're like, We've heard of it, you know, like, and so, <laughs> yeah. familiar with it. Then we realized they were serious and they, you know, really thought of us yeah. as writers and as we have been trying to I be. I was like, we are writers. We are so writers. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense that they would think of us as writers. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, and so then we, you know, we just turned in our pitch for that and uh, they liked it. And yeah. so it kind of, it, it sounds so easy and I hate as I tell this story because it sounds like, oh, I just met Jeff and then we got this job. Um, it's been decades of reading comics, I hate this word, but networking, uh, knowing all these people and making friends with artists and writers and going to conventions and talking to people, like that's just been my, in our lives, just like knowing these people and then now that we've kind of proven that we are writers and work for a television show, I think they were like, oh yeah, you know the Benson's read comic books and they, they know this stuff. So it just sort of all, it was the right time and the right place. Yeah. Rebirth really kind of allowed that to happen for us. I don't think it would have happened otherwise. Yeah, we moved to LA, we're from the Midwest. We moved to LA 2002, 2003. And basically it's from that time on that we were trying to build a career and work in TV and film. And so it took us 12 years to get our first television writing job. So, I mean, in that entire span of time has been writing script after script after script. We even wrote our own, like, comic at one point. To, to, we didn't get it published, but, you know, we had written it. Maybe comic. we will now. Maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, so I, it's just you, you spend a lot of the, of the years just working toward the goal and waiting for the... Not waiting, but you know, trying to make that opportunity happen where you finally are working. And the good news, yeah, when somebody says we want to talk comics, we were ready. Like I think if somebody had asked us ten years ago, well, come on in, let's talk about comic books. We like, would have uh, talked about comic books, but we wouldn't have had any any point of reference or any story of our own to tell. But this is that's like more of the typical journey. Like you work really hard in obscurity for a long time, and then you get a break, and it's like, oh, they came out of nowhere. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, no, we've been no, here the whole time. time. We've been here the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Overnight success. Cool. 
Well, I wanted to thank you guys for coming and talking about your books. We, you. I think we're all fans of your background, background right? And I can't wait to and you're doing a really great job with these characters. Thank you so much. Happy background. I wish I had that outfit to I know, right? <laughs> I think you're gonna up our game. <laughs> yeah, happy background. Yes, happy background day. Thank you.